This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. When your personal investments need help to reach your retirement dreams and navigating the complex world of financial planning requires an experienced manager, that's when you know you're ready for prime time. Welcome to Prime Time Money on Zoomer Radio with Richard Infantino, Senior Wealth Advisor at RBC Dominion Securities. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Canada's only money show dedicated to those of you 50-plus in your overall investment tax and estate planning and your direct link to all of North America's top money managers with the best ideas on how you can grow your money. And we have a tremendous show planned for you today. Uh, Paul McDonald is going to be joining us. He's a chief investment officer at Harvest Portfolios. He's going to talk about a sector that's rarely talked about um, on the news or any of the uh, publications, and it's an area that's right now is getting totally overwhelmed with demand, and that's travel and tourism. So can you make some money in that area? Well, we're going to find out today. And he's also going to touch a bit about um, healthcare sector too. But first, you know, the tax filing deadline, the one that we don't want to uh, have to deal with, is fast approaching, and you're probably getting your slips in the mail right now, so you should go to the mailbox and check because you're, you're getting them right now. And for a lot of you, I know it... it uh, poses quite a challenge. Now, this year, we actually get one extra day because, um, you know, April 30th falls on a Sunday, so you actually get till May 1st to get your return in. So you got to get on that right away now. So I'm going to help you out too, because I'm going to give you um, my top 10 tips for filing your 2022 tax return. So as you gather up, I'm going to give you some tips here right now for some overlooked areas that you may not have known about in terms of uh, what you should be talking to your accountant about and where you should be looking on your uh, tax return in terms of, uh, you know, adding some areas that you might not have known about. Okay, let's go. Number one, um, you can claim um, the work from home office expenses. So if you were somebody that worked at home and you had some of expenses there, you can claim up to $500. So you're going to look for that. Number two is to maximize your capital losses. So if you sold out last year, and it was a down year, of course, and it was a, a year if you if you got out of stocks and, and created a loss, um, what you can do is you can use them against gains in the same year. So when you're doing your tax return 2022, but the key thing is you may not have had any gains in a bad year. So now you can carry those losses back three years. So you can go back three years and claim any capital. If you had capital gains in those years, you can bring back the losses and claim the gains. Now, a lot of times you're going to have to tell your accountant to do that. And I uh, spell that all out in the publication I'm going to offer you in a, in a couple of minutes. So maximize capital losses is number two. Number three is split pension income. Did you know that if you get a, a company pension, say you're, you get a package early and you're uh, 58 years old, you can split that pension at any age. So a company pension, you can split at any age. You don't have to wait till you're 65 like some other pensions. Okay, so remember that one. That's number three. Number four is COVID-19 benefit repayments. So if you received uh, the COVID-19 benefits and repaid a portion of them last year, that repayment can be claimed as a deduction this year. Okay, so in this tax return that you're doing for 2022, you can claim it as a deduction now. So that's a COVID-19 if you made repayments on that. Number five is the combined charitable donations. So when you have, if you have a spouse or a common law partner, you can choose to combine donations. So say both of you donated 
$800. So now you got $1,600. But one of the earners makes $300,000. The other person makes $40,000. That $300,000 earner could take both of those payments to charity and use them on their tax return. So look out for that one for the higher earner between uh, common law partners and uh, spouses. Okay, number six is you have to report the sale of your principal residence now. So yes, exactly. You have to report. It doesn't mean you have to pay tax on it. You just have to report that um, you've sold your principal residence on your tax return these days. That's number six. Number seven has to do with foreign property. You also have to do a report on this. So if you have over 100000 in Canadian dollars worth of foreign assets, you need to fill out a form, and it's called T1135. So it's, again, all you're going to do is you're going to basically report that you have assets over $100,000 in the United States or foreign. If you have over, I think it's over $250,000, then you have to... Um, lay out all the different types of investments that you have. So you're reporting them. Doesn't mean you're paying tax on them, but you have to report them. So that's number seven. Number eight is um, if you're a, a U.S. person and you're in Canada, so there's lots of U.S. persons here that are in Canada, and you could be a U.S. citizen or a, um, a green card holder, uh, you need to do both a Canadian tax return and uh, even if you don't have any income or anything to report in terms of taxes, you have to do a U.S. tax return. For that's folks that are here that are U.S. persons, that may be a U.S. citizen, really, and could be a green card holder working here. Um, you have to do both of those tax returns, even though you haven't have, you may not have any uh, taxes to pay in the uh, United States. Okay, that's number eight. Number nine is um, consider doing a tax return for your kids. Here's why. Um, you know, the, especially if they're below the basic personal exemption. So, you know, when you do your tax return, you get that first line and you get an exemption there. So that's ten, eleven, twelve thousand dollars. So if they made eight thousand dollars, that exemption would take up. But what happens is when you use that exemption, it actually can open up for your kids to get back some overpaid CPP they may have paid. You could get some uh, income taxes if they had some taken off of their check and uh, unemployment insurance premiums. They could get that back too, and they may be eligible for other credits. So it makes some sense to do tax returns for your kids because of that situation there. And then finally, number 10 is uh, climate action incentive payments. Uh, you, may see, you may have seen this before. You see CAIP, which is climate action incentive payments. Um, this is a, a tax uh, rebate that you're going to get on the uh, federal fuel charges when you're, when you're getting gas. So if you're getting fuel. Uh, there's an incentive payment there that's available for you on your tax return. So there's 10 ideas there that's going to save you some taxes that you may have overlooked. So these are things that you you need to consider when you before you do your tax return now. So you have to think about these before you do your tax return for 2022. So if you're working on it, um, so what I w- did was I, I put together a report on this. So I have the top 10 tips that I just talked about. They're all laid out and explained. Plus, we have an, an additional guide of what's happening in 2023. And I have a guide from RBC... Uh, that, that goes through things you should think about on your tax returns. So I got my 10 tips here that you should consider. I have um, the outlook and what tax rates are and things you should think about going into 2023. And we have the RBC report that talks about uh, things to consider on your tax return. That's the basics um, for doing your tax return. Too. So you should get all three. And you know what's best? Free for the asking. All you got to do is give Dominique a call now. one 891 26 
37. Now you're going to you go into you could go into voicemail cuz we get a lot of calls. So just leave your name and number and Dominique will give you a call back and she can send she's good. I told her you got to get these out to uh, the folks right away so that they're working on their tax return. They can look this over and make sure that you know these different things so then when you bring it to your tax preparer they're going to be able to look for these things, especially the one about uh, going back 3 years to do your tax returns. You're going to have to tell them that. You're going to have to tell them that. Remember. Okay, so one 891 2637 Ask for the uh, top 10 tax tips for doing your 2022 tax return that you're working on right now. Okay, you know, people are traveling more than ever. Is there a way to make some money in this area? Stay right there. Paul McDonald from Harvest is going to join us and give us his best ideas. I'm Richard Infantino, and you're listening to Primetime Money. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Richard Infantino in Primetime Money. And joining us now is Paul McDonald. He's the Chief Investment Officer and Portfolio Manager at Harvest Portfolios Group. Hey, good morning, Paul. Thanks for joining us again on the radio show. Hey, thanks for having me, Richard. Oh, it's great to talk to you. Um, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about the markets a little bit later on, but I wanted you to first, uh, you know, cover uh, Harvest and your backgrounds there and, uh, you know, all about uh, explaining all about cover calls. Perfect. Uh, well, so Harvest, for those that don't know, started in 2009. We're a Canadian investment manager, uh, and so we have actively managed ETFs, and we also have some indexed ETFs. Um, we have about $3.2 billion in assets, really two, two areas that we focus in on. Uh, the first is what we call equity income, and then the other is equity growth. And equity income really is core to our business. And what does that mean? What is equity income? Well, that's owning large cap, predominantly global securities is where we focus. And we use what's called the covered call strategy. And utilizing covered calls allows us to basically monetize a little bit of the volatility that's happening in the marketplace. We do forego a little bit of the upside. But what that gives people is uh, consistent and, um, and a bird in the hand cash flow each month uh, that, uh, that they can generate utilizing these strategies. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, and given you know, the backdrop of what's happening in the economy. And, you know, when things look like they're just getting better, then all of a sudden they're not getting better. And then when you think inflation is defeated, it's not defeated. So why is it important to get that income today? Well, I think I think you hit the nail on the on the head with the 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 market, and uh, you know, to try to bring um, you know a little bit of a different perspective. And if we envision ourselves on teeter totters as kids, I, I envision a bull and a bear on either side, and uh, that was our our messaging in uh, September October. As we look out through the next next twelve months, I don't think that the current environment has changed that where we we're teeter tottering across the uh, what we would call the pivot point and. And so um, from a big picture perspective, yes, um, uh, we do see some green shoots that things are improving, but no question the day over day continues to be volatile and uh, there still remains some clouds. So from from our perspective, you know, owning good quality companies, large capital cap capitalization companies that are focused in on, you know, areas of the market that we like is part one, and that's where we think people should be looking. And part two is the covered calls, the way that they are priced is in part on volatility. So when right. things, when volatile markets get more volatile, effectively we can generate more cash flow. And so 
in this type of environment with that kind of macro backdrop, um, it seems like that covered call component is not only just a way to monetize and, and get consistent monthly cash flow, but that's a more meaningful component of a total return strategy, just given the, the prospects that we were faced with as we look out over the next year. Yeah, that's, that's a great point, Paul, because when you look at, folks, when, when, you, when you look at total return, you're looking at two things. You're looking at the, the dividend or the interest that you're getting plus growth. And what Paul's saying is, you know, there's not a lot of growth there today because it's up one day, down another day. There's no growth. So you have to make a return. you got to get some income, and this is a way to do it. And, and uh, the volatility plays a big role in here, right, Paul? Oh, ab- absolutely. That's, uh, that's core to the valuation on, on the options. So um, as market, markets become more volatile, um, generally, and not even generally, almost unequivocally, we get, uh, we get paid more premiums, uh, all else being equal in, on the, the pre- premiums that we get from selling call options. So um, it's unpleasant for, for many, but that's the end of the pool in which we like to swim. And, uh, and in this type of environment, it certainly does make sense to be utilizing those types of strategies. Yeah, that's why we thought we'd give you a call today to talk all about that. Okay, let's, um, let's take a little bit of a break here. And then when we come back, what we'll do is we'll talk about some uh, concrete areas where we can invest, where you're, you know, executing uh, your strategy there, Paul. Perfect. Okay, stay right there, folks. We'll be right back with Paul McDonald from uh, Harvest Funds. I'm Richard Infantino, and you're listening to Primetime Money. Okay, we are back. You're listening to Richard Infantino and Primetime Money, and joining us today is Paul McDonald, He's the Chief Investment Officer with uh, Harvest Portfolios. Uh, Paul, you know, uh, we're talking a bit about uh, generating income in this kind of an environment and the use of uh, covered costs. So let's now get into some, I know you go into different sectors with your funds, like if you could give us a couple that you feel are particularly timely today. Well, I, I think the first thing to, to suggest, Richard, is that, you know, the, when looking at any strategy, the, and particularly with covered calls, one shouldn't make a blanket, hey, it's a covered call and therefore, you know, I should be buying that because of just income. I think the first question they should ask is, is this an area of the market that I want to be in? And do I want to generate cash flow from that particular area? Yeah, and exactly. So, with our with our view on the markets where visibility is still relatively limited and i I don't want to sound like a broken clock over the past you know six seven months um but that's still very much the case although we do see some some improvements you know there's very few areas of the market that have uh, relative visibility and so my first area that i would suggest one uh one should be looking at is within healthcare and the the reason why we like healthcare longer term it's you know these um reasons haven't changed aging populations, technological innovation, and developing markets. They're permanent, non-cyclical, long-term drivers. Uh, in the shorter term, though, healthcare has what we call a superior good status, meaning in up and down markets, and although there is some demand uh, ups and downs within the economic cycle, they generally have that superior good status, meaning people need these goods. And so that gives us some relative visibility at a time when we think um, 
one should be looking for that. And so healthcare leaders is uh, is one of our largest e- ETFs. Um, we have three different versions, uh, the uh, hedged version, Canadian dollar hedged version, an unhedged and a U.S. dollar version. Uh, and so that would be kind of one area that I think, first and foremost, if people aren't invested in, in healthcare on their equity side of their portfolios, they absolutely should be. There's very limited uh, exposure in Canada, you know, something like less than 1% of the Canadian market and, you know, closer to 15% of the global equity markets. And so uh, unequivocally, people should be looking, I think, at that area. Uh, okay. And then part two is having the covered call seems to make sense for again, that backdrop that we just talked about. What's the name of the fund that you have there, Paul? It's called the Harvest. It's the yep. healthcare, Harvest Healthcare Leaders Income ETF. And what is it? Does it pay a monthly distribution? It pays a monthly distribution. That's correct. Yeah. And what, what would the rate be today? Uh, so it's 5.83 cents per month. Okay. Uh, and just with recent volatility, that uh, that works out to be about a 9% yield. 9% yield. You get paid monthly. And a uh, couple of the top names that would be in that fund. So we equally weight our portfolio. Okay. So looking under the hood, uh, I don't think anybody would be surprised to see names like Johnson & Johnson, Merck, uh, Eli Lilly, Bristol Myers. Uh, on the medical devices side, you would see things like Stryker, um, Boston Scientific, and, and a little bit more growthy on the intuitive surgical uh, also within that, we would have managed care, an area that we just have no exposure in the Canadian market whatsoever uh, through behemoths like United Health uh, and Elevance, which is the, the former anthem. Uh, so, you know, really, I think one of the things we should be thinking about in, uh, in this type of environment is diversity and not just within um, broad subsectors, but even within subsectors like healthcare, mm, diversity yes. is very important. And I know we, we won't have uh, time to talk all about diversity across styles, um, but I think that having each one of these subsectors have differing unique dynamics as we, as we look out at those structural uh, drivers that we talked about earlier in the, uh, in the show. Okay, we got uh, time for one more idea, Paul. What else do you like today? So with it, with kind of a, a doom and gloom, cloudy outlook just about everywhere, um, even though I think we're relatively optimistic, there's one area that seems to stand out that would be atypical in this type of environment where, you know, interest rates are, are pinching consumers and um, people are cutting back and, and tightening purse strings. Um, that seems to be the case in, in some areas, but it's not in travel. Right. And, you know, I think that that is, dare, dare one say that it's different this time um, because our view is that we're in an economic cycle. However, I think that the pandemic has changed some things. And one of those things is people's propensity to travel uh, and business travel. Uh, at one point, everybody said, there's no way we're going to travel for business again, or we're only going to do Zooms until your competitors are, are out seeing your clients. And then all of a sudden, business travel is roaring back. And so uh, that's an area that just has been holding up um, quite well in this, uh, in this environment, despite being what one might consider a discretionary, um, discretionary expenditure. People are, are, are pinching elsewhere in order to continue to, to travel. And so that's in the shorter term. Longer term, the dynamics of, of 
travel are not dissimilar to some of those driving healthcare, which are um, technological innovation. We can now book different types of travel and experiences. And um, the the age effect is also, age and wealth effect, is also having a meaningful impact as um, people are becoming into their retirement years and, and traveling more. So that would be an area that is uh, a little yeah, bit very more interesting, unique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, that's behaving quite well for this uh, for the type of environment we're in. Oh, absolutely. You know, I was in uh, a couple of weeks ago. I was in Mexico, and then on the flight back from Puerto Vallarta, I, we could not find a seat to sit down to wait for our flight in the entire airport waiting area. That's how busy the place is. It's, so yeah, it's people are. We were at a conference in the U.S. and uh, you couldn't get rooms two months in advance. So yeah. uh, I think everybody has a, has a story where there's that or cruise lines or um, yeah. uh, and summers summers around the corner. So. Yeah. And, and every day I have clients come in and they say, um, you know, they tell me about the next three trips they have planned, not the next trip. They have like three already planned. <laughs> so I think, you know, being cooped up for COVID, you know, people are doing a lot of catch up here. That's for sure. It sounds like a tagline, too. Yeah. So <laughs> cooped up for COVID. So. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. All right, Fog, great to talk to you again and uh, continue success there with uh, the Harvest Portfolios. That's great. Thanks again, Richard. All right, you take care. You too. Okay, that was Paul McDonald. He's the Chief Investment Officer and Portfolio Manager at Harvest Portfolios Group. Remember, commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund and ETF investments. The distributions are not guaranteed and they may fluctuate. Please read the prospectus before you invest. Mutual funds and ETFs are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently and past performance may not be repeated. This show is sponsored in part by Harvest Portfolios Group. Okay, that was some great ideas from Paul McDonald there. You know what? We've been getting uh, a lot of calls regarding our next uh, luncheon seminar, and it's going to be on April the 12th at the Oasis Convention Center in Mississauga. And this one we're going to focus for all of you on estate planning. We've been getting a lot of calls regarding that, and that's um, probate, powers of attorney, will planning, intergenerational wealth transfer, which is using insurance to transfer tax-free to the next generation, which is very interesting, the use of trust, Inter vivos trust, testamentary trusts, all of that we're going to cover in our next seminar. And that's going to be on uh, Wednesday. It's April the 12th. It's going to run from 12 to 2 p.m. So if you'd like to uh, attend that seminar in person, um, just give Dominic a call, 1-866-891-2637. And earlier in the show, we were talking about, of course, the 10 tax tips for filing your tax return for 2022. That's the one you're working on right now. You should get this right away to make sure that you're, you know, filling out your tax return properly, and getting all the deductions that you should be getting. So give Dominic a call, 1-866-891-2637. And if you get put on hold, just give your name and number, and uh, Dominic will call you right back because we're going to get a lot of calls on this. Okay, that's all the time that we have for today, folks. You have a great week, and we'll see you back here next week at 10 a.m. I'm Richard Infantino, and you've been listening to Primetime Money. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.